Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by the Agency Sales System, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock-solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com slash sales course. Now, here are your hosts, hey Ryan everybody. and Greg. Welcome to another episode of Inbound Sales Journey. I am Ryan, joined by Gray, and today we're going to be talking about how you can make a little bit more money by leveraging agency partnerships. Uh, this is something that we did a lot with Guava Box, uh, trying to uh, both save time with not spending too much time with bad prospects for us, uh, not necessarily bad people to work with, but they just didn't fit what we were offering. Uh, but then also establish relationships with other agencies who we knew would might be a better fit so we could share some business back and forth. Uh, great way to grow revenue. A uh, great way to just build relationships with good people in the industry uh, as well. So I'm going to kick it over to Gray here to start and open this up, Gray. But if you could share a little bit about our experience with Guava Box and how we got started uh, with building relationships and how that impacted us, that'd be awesome. Let's do this. Okay, so first of all, this how to make more money by leveraging agency partnerships. This there's there's a couple of different ways that you make more money. One is you can certainly use agency partnerships to refer business that's not a good fit for you to someone else and get a get a commission for that. But probably more powerful is if you have those agency partnerships, you can refer people and you save money by not wasting time trying to work with bad leads or giving them a poor experience or wasting time and adding stress by trying to scramble and find someone else to help out. So when I look at this, I mean, I just see this as a rampant problem where agencies spend so much time working leads that aren't a great fit for their business. We talk with tons of agencies at Do Inbound, obviously, and the number of folks who are working with the right clients or spending time chasing the right leads is uh, is crazy. And I understand in the early days, um, especially when you're tr- when you're trying to grow the business, you're not going to have 100% of the right clients. I don't know that at any point you get to a point where you have 100% of the right clients. Um, but you have to have clients who are a good fit for your business, and they've got to be at least good and uh, and preferably the perfect clients. And we also see leads that aren't a good fit just get treated poorly. There have been a lot of folks who've come through two guava box, and, and I can't tell you how many conversations we've had where folks have said like, I talked to this agency and they just never got back to me. Um, and most of the, most of the time, if the agency didn't care enough to get back, that's not because they didn't want the business. That's because they they weren't a good fit in that situation. Um, and so, rather than have that somewhat awkward conversation, sometimes of hey, we're not a good fit, and I don't know who to send you to, so good luck. Um, I think that intimidates some folks at agencies. So don't be that person who's intimidated by that. So let's talk about what this what this looks like. I think that the problem ultimately comes down to for a lot of agencies, we just don't have the right relationships and the framework in place to help customers who aren't the right fit. And that's the problem that we want to solve. Ryan, have you run into this before? What's it like when you're talking with a prospect and you just are like, man, this person is not the right person for us? Well, my first reaction is, dang, this is a waste of time. (laughs) why am I on this call? Right. I mean, just completely honestly, you know, it's kind of like, oh, 
yeah, this person's not going to be someone that we want to work with. And then, you know, obviously you don't want to turn that into, well, maybe I'll try to figure out. So here, here's the danger grade that I see. And I've talked with so many agencies that have done this and have like done this for a while and it's turned into like a, an identity crisis a year or two down the road. And we started like this and it's hard. It's, this is especially tempting in the very beginning. And what I'm talking about is you have the conversation. It's like, well, this person really isn't a good fit. Like we are a web design agency or we are a marketing agency or whatever. And then they want uh, SEO services, which is like kind of what we do, but maybe we could get better at it. Or they want paid search, which we've never done before, but they're willing to pay us. So maybe we can try to do it and add it to our service list. And so what happens is you have small teams in the beginning, uh, obviously revenue is an issue so that you're pretty much tempted to work with anyone. And so what you do is you say, all right, there's revenue in front of me. Uh, great. I don't know how to do it, but I can learn how to do it. And then what happens is you offer all these services to all these clients that really aren't good fits that just start sucking up all your time. You lose the ability to actually grow and scale the agency because you're trying to do everything, be everything to everybody. Uh, and it's all because typically it's all because of revenue, right? Like I don't want to lose out on on this money that I could have had or I really need this to take our agency to the next level. What people can't see past though is it's not necessarily just a, you know, revenue isn't the only thing that, that grows your agency. Uh, being focused, having good processes in place and the right team in place is what helps grow the agency. Obviously you need revenue to do those things, uh, but what we're going to be talking about today with agency partnerships are a way to kind of get the best of both worlds, not let yourself fall down that rabbit hole of getting sucked in. Because honestly, Gray, like, it, you know, as a salesperson and, and talking with these people when they're not a good fit, part of me, like deep down still wants to find a way, like, how can I make this work? Like, maybe there's a way, something that like we can do within our framework that'll work. If not, maybe we could like do something a little bit outside of our framework, but try to like guide them more towards what we're good at. But that is always like a really dangerous game to play. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, as a salesperson, you always want that revenue. You hate to have a conversation and then walk away with nothing. And I think especially early on, that was how I felt. I think my mindset has changed a lot. You know, I mean, ultimately I wanted to help people. It was still frustrating to get on a call and walk away with nothing. Um, I'm much more okay with that now. Um, but well, the other thing I want to say real quick, cause you said, you said this earlier, uh, in the, in the beginning, it's all about what can I get? Uh, it's not about what can I save? And now I think we look at it more in the mindset of what can I save by not spending the time trying to, you know, fit a, a square peg into a round hole as they say. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's where I think like the mindset shift have to, has to occur is, uh, by saying no or referring them to someone else, ultimately you're saving time and money because you're not spending time and money trying to figure out how to, how to make something work that enforcing something that shouldn't be there. Exactly. Cool. All right. So there are, uh, a couple options that you have when you run into this situation. One, you can do all the things that we just said, don't do, which is, Try and take it on anyways. Two, you can say, you can come up with a lame excuse to get off the call and then never respond. That's definitely not a good experience. And yeah, don't do that. A, that's, that's, not, that's not an actual option, but that's one that's pretty common. Three, you can just say, we're not a good fit. I don't know who can help you. Good luck. People will appreciate that you're honest. And when you're in that situation, definitely choose that route 
probably a little bit more tactical and diplomatic than I just said it. But just be upfront and honest and say, I honestly, I don't know who the best person to send you to is. I wish I did. Um, I know that we're not a good fit. So I, I don't want to use up any more of your time having a conversation that ultimately we can't help you solve your problem. Um, but, but then the best option, the one that we're going to be advocating here is have a, uh, a backlog ready of people who you can refer for the right situations. And so here's my four-step process for you. Number one, what are the common requests that you get but aren't a good fit to service? I want you to build just a simple spreadsheet. You can do this in Google Sheets. You can do it in Excel, whatever you're comfortable in. Numbers. Anybody actually use numbers? No. No, let's be honest. Um, so just outline like, hey, here are the things that we hear all the time. For us at Guava Box, I want someone to do PPC for me. That was like, here's what we want. And then as we grew and we were no longer in the business of doing websites that were below $5,000, you get all of those small website projects um, where people come to you and we're like this, we do websites. We don't do them in this price range. We need someone who we can refer them to who's actually going to take care of them. Um, hopefully, obviously um, it's not going to have the same result as what we're doing or else we're possibly overpriced, but they're going to, they're going to produce good results for the person. So anyways, build, build a simple spreadsheet of those requests that you're getting but you are not a good fit to service or don't want to service. And then fill in the other side of this with who do you know who can service those requests in the right price range, time range, et cetera. And what you want to do is prioritize your gaps in the spreadsheet where you have a pretty high, uh, pretty common request and you don't have anybody there. So now we're going to start filling in um, kind of the details here with um, starting to starting to meet people who might might be a good fit for that and there's a, this really isn't hard this simply comes down to just keeping your eyes open and knowing what you need just being aware of the common requests that you get and the type of company that you're looking for it's not gonna be that hard to find whether that's an in-person event you go to a conference and you're talking with people and you realize hey this person specializes in ppc like I'd love to learn more about their agency, see, um, you know, walk through their website, learn a little bit more about their pricing model, their clients, that kind of thing. And then I'll, I'll add their information here in case and then learn more about them and, and go from there. Or online, there's a million online communities. Uh, if you're in the HubSpot Partner Program, you can look in the HubSpot Partner or Slack. Uh, if you've got a request for something, you can post it in there, get some ideas and, uh, and start to get some information. Don't spend a ton of time on this, but it's really not that hard. Um, then I think, so we'll get into commissions in a second, but do you have some kind of relationship set up with those other service providers where you can refer that business and potentially receive a commission, which which we'll dive into here in a second, but have a conversation to say, hey, what types of, like I've got this type of person, is this a good uh, type of prospect to refer to you? Would you appreciate it if I referred that person to you or am I wasting your time and their time? Um, and then, as you're having that conversation, take the time to template out the right way to refer that business. And, and don't make this super complicated. In the show notes, if you go to doombound.com slash sales journey, um, you'll be able to find in the show notes for this episode just a sample email with a very simple, straightforward, like, hey, here's what we discussed. I think that this other person would be the best partner for me to recommend. I'd be happy to connect you directly. 
I'll let you take a look at their website first. Let me know if you want me to introduce you to the email. Just a simple uh, template that you can use and just customize that to the way that you want to use it. And then make sure that your salespeople have the spreadsheet. This is the last step here. Make sure your salespeople have the spreadsheet, build that spreadsheet, update that spreadsheet, and it's it's really not that hard to build that out. I think you're going to want to row in there for whether you earn a commission and what kind of commission you have in place. And so we'll get into the commission section here in a second. But Ryan, based on that kind of simple process, what are the potential objections that you think someone listening to this would have or the questions they would have? Well, I think the biggest the biggest challenge that agency owners have with with doing this is, and I've, I've heard this a lot, like how do I meet how do i build relationships with other agency owners uh in order to get to the point where i can have a relationship where we can kind of share leads back and forth and that type of stuff right so that's one of the things i i hear most commonly uh and gray you touched on a few different ways so obviously there's online communities uh in which you can uh can chat say hey i have you know I need here, or you can just, honestly, you can just kind of read and see what people are doing. You know, like there's a lot of active agencies out there that are really good that are posting about what they're working on. And I think that honestly, like a lot of it is just like internally, people are a little afraid to like talk to people. And I think we just need to get over that. Right. So whether that's, uh, online and it's in inbound.org or it's in the Slack channel, whatever it is, just start a conversation. Like, Hey, you can be very transparent. Like, I'm a smaller agency that does these things. I'm getting a few leads that do this. I know, like I've noticed that you guys uh, work on this. Would love to chat a little bit and, you know, talk about how we might be able to work together in the future. You know, it's not like you're not asking them to marry you. You're just asking them to start a, a conversation and see if there are people that you click well with that you can see some of their work and that could be a good partnership. I think one of the best things though, honestly, Gray is, uh, places like inbound uh, the the conference ton of agencies uh, that go to things like that a lot of different conferences also around the country so if you can't get to inbound or you know you're listening from Australia and it's a big uh, expensive flyover that's fine you know there's different things that happen different meetups hubspot user groups where you can meet other partners I mean there's a lot of different places but I think that it just needs to be uh, you need to be willing to just start conversations. Uh, and you know, it's good, even if you don't ever share leads or, uh, use this person as a referral, uh, even if there's some more agency as you, it's always just good to know more people and have more friends in the space. So make that a priority as an agency owner, I'm going to go to events and I'm going to specifically not just try to find new customers there. I'm going to try to meet new agency owners and chat with them because they could have great tips and tricks and you could learn things, uh, from them. Hard lessons that they had to learn that you hopefully don't have to learn by, you know, by listening to them, by understanding how they you know that what's your story of growing your business. Just just, you know, have the conversation, just be willing to have the conversation, I guess. So that, Gray, I think is the as a long answer to uh, your short question of what's like the bi- biggest objection. But that's definitely the one that I hear is like, how do I approach someone like it's like this big mystery right like how 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 can i talk to this person you know just just talk with them just do it just just take the first step and reach out and see where it goes doesn't work out and you uh don't get to be best friends with them that's okay you know but it's it's good just to chat with more and more people in the space well look the the acceptance rate may not be a hundred percent but it's got to be pretty high when you say hi my name's gray and i'd like to potentially send you more revenue 
Right. It's not like people are going to be offended by that. You know, there are going to be a couple of people who are like, ah, oh, you probably won't send me revenue. Please don't talk to me. I'm busy trying to code stuff up in visual studio. Like people who are just like, not, not into that. That's fine. Jab, jabs at the visual studio users. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's fine. Don't just be like, all right, you go do your thing. I'll do my thing and move, move on to the next one. But, um, yeah, I mean, don't make a huge deal out of this. Don't waste people's time with all kinds of hypotheticals. Def- I mean, definitely don't. I've had uh, plenty of experiences like this where people want to have, like, five conversations before there's even a real prospect that is coming through. Um, the time to have the conversation, the initial conversation, preferably, is not when the prospect's right there. Like, hey, I need you right now. I want to put together a commission program. I want to refer this person to you and make all this money and – Here's all the things that I don't know about them, but you can figure out and so, like don't have the conversation then, but introduce yourself ahead of time, build these relationships in a pinch. It's fine to introduce yourself then, but you also don't on the flip side, like don't try and have five hour long conversations with someone to see whether they might be a good fit for you to refer one client a year to like, it's just not, it's just not worth it. So respect their time, but don't be afraid to reach out and start building those relationships. Well, I think, Ray, one other thing, too, uh, the reason why I think people are like, I don't know who to talk to or I don't know what I should do is because they don't have a clear understanding of like, what am like, where is the problem? How like, is it that I'm getting asked to do PPC a lot and I don't do that? Or like, what are the services that I'm not servicing that uh, I should be referring things out to? And so people don't take the first step of creating the spreadsheet to know what they can refer out, right? So having that information, you then narrow down from like the 10,000 marketing, you know, digital boutique marketing agencies of the world. You can then narrow it down to by services to know, you know, who should I be talking to? Who do I know that's exceptional in this space? Uh, or, you know, it might be price point driven, service driven, could be a variety of things. Uh, but start with a spreadsheet, then figure out, okay, what type of agencies should I try to be reaching out to just to form a relationship with? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, it's so nice to have that spreadsheet and be able to say like, hey, you need Facebook ads done. Go to talk to Tristan at Tortuga Agency or Darren at Link Caffeine for PPC or you need a website done. Like you need some custom functionality on WordPress. Go talk to Blake and Josh at Lime Cuda or, you know, you need a you need a COS site done. Go talk to uh, the Media Junction or Impact Team. You know, to have the relationships with people and to know who you can trust to take care of people well because ultimately more important than whatever that commission revenue might look like if there even is any um you know it's your reputation it's the type of people who you're going to refer to those people you you can't be that person who just refers everybody who you think even has a remote chance of closing like you have to do a little bit of homework is this a quality lead is this the kind of lead i'd want thrown on me um Make sure you're sending good leads and make sure you're sending them to people who are going to take care of them. And with that, Ryan, let's get into what everyone has been listening for, which is there's this awkward conversation about what's an appropriate referral commission. If I send somebody to you, should I, should you tell me what I should make? Is it just, yeah, you send me somebody, there's no kickback. Is it okay if I ask what number's too high? what number is so low that I'm leaving money on the table? What do we ask for? And um, the short answer is that depends on a million things. So we're not going to answer it. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
we're we're gonna answer we won't we won't leave it there um just from our experience most of our service referrals don't have commissions um either way however there's two disclaimers i'd throw in there one is that i think either side and pretty much all of those cases would be happy to pay a a reasonable commission fee um but in the bulk of those cases we're actually feeding business back and forth to each other and i think that that tends to keep things simple even things out in the end and money often complicates things but the fact that money complicates things definitely doesn't mean that money's bad and if it's a relationship that you anticipate either going one-sided or you just want to set up another revenue stream you know if you're in a place where this really means a lot definitely don't hesitate to ask for that the, the person on the other side it's gonna be their responsibility to say yes or no or that's reasonable or that's unreasonable let's negotiate whatever it is so i would say this first of all an average range um, if you refer business to somebody else, it's probably five to fifteen percent in this service in agency services space. Um, that could be a little bit lower, could probably extend up to twenty, depending on what is being sold. Twenty twenty five percent, that'd be pretty crazy for services. Um, so I'd say that five to fifteen percent range is pretty safe. If it's an upfront, like one time type of project, you're referring a big website redesign or something, you're not gonna get a a 20% commission on that. That's just, you're building in an awful lot of overhead that either the agency has to eat or the customer at the end of the day is going to take on. Um, so I'd say, you know, typically like five to 10% probably is reasonable. If it's a long-term retainer, um, I think a lot of times you'll either see a like smaller continual commission or a larger upfront commission, if that makes sense. So if you refer like a 12 month retainer, you might get a you know one to five, two to five percent kickback monthly, or another option in some of those cases might be like the ten to twenty percent commission on the first month, so a larger upfront commission, and then it it drops off from there. So I think knowing what you're going to refer people to, um, but but don't be afraid to have these conversations. Just say hey, uh, like the things that I'd like to know from you are aside from the you know, once you've scoped them out, you've gotten to know them a little bit, know that they do good work and it's someone you can trust to send them to. What's the best format? Uh, what are the types of people who I can send to you? Um, any way that I should position this prospect's expectations around how long it's going to take you guys to get back to them, what an average cost would look like for your discovery project, what your sales process looks like, who they're going to be talking with, that kind of stuff. Just anything that you can do to set everyone up to succeed. That's going to be um, the best thing that you can have template in. And I think at the end of the day, like just have a simple, have a simple spreadsheet, build this out on a regular basis, but without investing a ton of time into this. And uh, at the end of the day, leads are going to be happier. Partners are going to be happier. You're going to be happier because you're spending your time in the right places. Um, so those are, those are my big takeaways. Anything you'd add to that, Rye? I would just say make sure that you have the conversation before the situation actually actually arises. Um, it's a little bit harder and weirder to have that conversation when you have like, hey, I, I want to refer this person to you, but only if you'll do 10% or 15% or 20%, you know, whatever it is. When you're, you know, I think starting the relationship by saying in the beginning, like, hey, you know, I, I would like to refer out, you know, I like your work. I'm impressed with what you guys do. 
I seem to really take care of customers. I'd like to refer some work because I, I tend to get these leads that I, I can't service because I don't do, you know, whatever it is that you guys are doing, um, you know, and I'd like to set up this uh, referral commission system, whatever, you know, however, you, there's many ways to say it, but that's how you approach it. It's a little bit easier to have that, set those numbers before the actual, uh, like deal is there. So that'd be my suggestion. Try to get it figured out. Just makes the conversation flow a little bit smoother, a little bit easier. And then there's an agreed upon amount. Uh, when, when you actually are, are referring them, there's no like questions in the air of what we should do. Uh, it's been established. We know what it is. I can go ahead and refer that. Uh, the under the agreement, the understanding is there of the, right. uh, the percent commission. Amen to that. Yeah. I think a couple of do not, uh, thou shalt not create a bidding war. Don't say I'll refer this to you if you get give me twelve and a half percent, but someone else is giving me, you know, ten percent. So I I need to get to you know don't don't be that person. Um, and also thou shalt not overly complicate this. Do not <laughs> do not say you know like I I don't really like the ongoing commission in an agency space on a retainer where they want five percent of lifetime value or whatever. Um, we've never gone into on either side of it, never gone into any kind of, uh, commission agreement around something like that. Um, I think it's just easier to go up front just because, you know, and both sides aren't going to have necessarily aren't going to have transparency into what that revenue is. You don't ever want a situation where, um, you know, you, someone referred someone to you, you took on a 12 month retainer the retainer didn't work out very well it ended after three months and now you've got to go back and say hey your commission is gone and they're not sure whether it's gone or maybe the contract got reduced and you just don't want any situations where it's like well did it actually get reduced or are you just saying that so you can pay me a lower commission fee just avoid all those situations by keeping anything if you are going to set up a, uh, a commission percentage or something I think the more that you do up front, the better, and uh, the more that you simplify, the better. Or, and if you're going to go on an ongoing basis, there just has to be some level of transparency and obviously a, a good level of trust there. Cool. Wow. Who would have thought this would have turned into, Ryan, a 26-minute long episode? Man, oh, man. Yeah. Not I. We got a roll there. So we will go ahead and wrap things up right here. Guys, thank you for listening, tuning in uh, again this week. Ryan and I will be back next week i'm pretty excited about our our episode next week where we talk about the second best answer in sales um we have started to started a hint at this in our episode from last week about running sales pipeline reviews but very excited to uh to bring you some stuff that that we've learned around that and what the second best answer in sales is as always you can grab the show notes by going to doinbound.com slash sales journey we'll talk to you next week Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash salesjourney. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash salesjourney. Today's show is sponsored by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you head over to iTunes and subscribe. Make sure you leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.